Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also on that website, you'll find a tab titled Lesson Sign Up. And if you click that link, you'll be able to sign up for a daily email that includes both the text reading for the day and the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we are continuing our reading of Chapter 4, The Root of All Evil, with Section 5, The Escape from Fear. We're also mindful of our lesson today. Lesson 44, God is the light in which I see. And by way of opening this morning, I chanced upon this poem from Mary Oliver that I think describes so well that opening we create. It's called Looking. There are things you can't reach, but you can reach out to them. And all day long, the wind, the bird flying away, the idea of God. And it can keep you busy as anything else and happier. I look, morning to night, I am never done with looking. Looking, I mean, not just standing around, but standing around as though with your arms wide open. God is the light in which I see. Amen. Oh, thank you for that. That was good. Thank you. Uh-huh. I was happy to chance upon it this morning. Okay, my friends, here's our reading list. We have Lemoyne, Fran, Judy, Jessica, Donna, and Robin Marie. And we're joined in listening this morning by Ida. And I wonder if anybody else come along would like to say good morning or be on the reading list. Uh, so far, not yet. And let's see, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so I'll start us off then in Chapter 4, The Root of All Evil in Section 5, The Escape from Fear. Paragraph 56. If you cannot hear the voice of God, it is because you do not choose to listen. The fact that you do listen to the voice of your ego is demonstrated by your attitudes, your feelings, and your behavior. Your attitudes are obviously conflicted. Your feelings have a narrow range on the negative side, but are never purely joyous. And your behavior is either strained or unpredictable. Yet this is what you want. This is what you are fighting to keep and what you are vigilant to save. Your minds are filled with schemes to save the face of your egos, and you do not seek the face of God. The glass in which the ego sees, seeks to see its face is dark indeed. How can it maintain the trick of its existence, except with mirrors? But where you look to find yourself is up to you. Lemoyne.
Okay, chapter 4, The Root of All Evil. Section 5, The Escape from Fear. If you cannot hear the voice of God, it is because you do not choose to listen. The fact that you do listen to the voice of your ego is demonstrated by your attitudes, your feelings, and your behavior. Your attitudes are obviously conflicted. Your feelings have a narrow range on the negative side, but are never purely joyous. And your behavior is either strained or unpredictable. Yet this is what you want. This is what you are fighting to keep and what you are vigilant to save. Your minds are filled with schemes to save the face of your egos, and you do not seek the face of God. The glass in which the ego seeks to see its face is dark indeed. How can it maintain the trick of its existence except with mirrors? But where you look to find yourself, is up to you. We have said that you cannot change your mind by changing your behavior. But we have also said, and many times before, that you can change your mind. When your mood tells you that you have chosen wrongly, and this is so whenever you are not joyous, then no, this need not be. In every case, you have thought wrongly about some soul that God created and are perceiving perceiving images your ego makes in a darkened glass. Think honestly what you have thought that God would not have thought and what you have not thought that God would have you think. Search sincerely Search sincerely for what you have done and left done. (laughs) Okay. Search sincerely for what you have done and left undone accordingly. And then change your mind to think with God. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Fran. 57. We have said that you cannot change your mind by changing your behavior. But we have also said, and many times before, that you can change your mind. When your mood tells you that you have chosen wrongly, and this is so whenever you are not joyous, then no, this need not be. In every case, you have thought wrongly about some soul that God created and are perceiving images your ego makes in a darkened glass. Think honestly what you have thought that God would not have thought, and what you have not thought that God would have you think. Search sincerely for what you have done and left undone accordingly, and then change your minds to think with God's. 58. This may seem hard to you, but it is much easier than trying to think against it. Your mind is one with God's. Denying this and thinking otherwise has held your ego together but has literally split your mind. As a loving brother, I am deeply concerned with your mind and urge you to follow my example as you look at yourselves and at each other and see in both the glorious creations 
of a glorious Father. Thank you, Fran and Judy. Thank you, Lori. This may seem hard to you, but it is much easier than trying to think against it. Your mind is one with God. Denying this and thinking otherwise has held your ego together, but has literally split your mind. As a loving brother, I am deeply concerned with your mind and urge you to follow my example as you look at yourselves and at each other and see in both the glorious creations of a glorious Father. When you are sad, know that this need not be. Depression always arises, ultimately, from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. No, you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions and then decide, decide otherwise. Is that where I stop? Or? Thank you, Judy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Judy and Jessica. 59. When you are sad, know that this need not be. Depression always arises, ultimately from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. Know you are deprived of nothing, except by your own decisions, and then decide otherwise. When you are anxious, know that all anxiety comes from the capriciousness of the ego and need not be. You can be as vigilant against the ego's dictates as for them. Thank you, Jessica. And Donna. 60. When you are anxious, know that all anxiety comes from the capriciousness of the ego and need not be. You can be as vigilant against the ego's dictates as for them. 61. When you feel guilty, know that the ego has indeed violated the laws of God. But you have not. Leave the sins of the ego to me, that is what atonement is for. But until you change your mind about those your ego has hurt, the atonement cannot release you. As long as you feel guilty, your ego is in command because only the ego can experience guilt. This need not be. Thank you, Donna. And Robin Marie? Sixty. When you are anxious, know that all anxiety comes from the capriciousness of the ego and need not be. You can be as vigilant against the ego's dictates as for them. When you feel guilty, 
know that the ego has indeed violated the laws of God, but you have not. Leave the sins of the ego to me. That is what atonement is for. But until you change your mind about those your ego has hurt, the atonement cannot release you. As long as you feel guilty, your ego is in command because only the ego can experience guilt. This need not be. 62. Watch your mind for the temptations of the ego and do not be deceived by it. No, it offers you nothing. When you have given up this voluntary dispiriting, you will see how your mind can focus and rise above fatigue and heal. Yet you are not sufficiently vigilant against the demands of the ego to disengage yourself. This need not be. Thank you, Robin Marie. And let's see, do we, is there a new reader for 62 and 63? Uh, we're in Chapter 4, Section 5, Paragraph 62 and 63. Good morning, it's Karen. Okay, Thanks, Karen. 62. Watch your mind for the temptation of the ego, and do not be deceived by it. Know it offers you nothing. When you have given up this voluntary dispiriting, you will see how your mind can focus and rise above fatigue and heal. Yet you are not sufficiently vigilant against the demands of the ego to disengage yourself. This need not be. 63. The habit of engaging with God and his creations is easily made if you, are, if you actively refuse to let your mind slip away. The problem is not one of concentration. It is the belief that no one, including yourself, is worth consistent effort. Side with me consistently against this deception and do not permit this shabby belief to pull you back. The disheartened are useless to themselves and to me, but only the ego can be disheartened. Have you really considered how many opportunities you have had to gladden yourselves and how many of them you have refused? There is no limit to the power of the Son of God, but he himself can limit the expression of his power as much as he chooses. Thank you, Karen. And would there be another new reader for 63 and 64? New reader for paragraph 63 and 64 in chapter 4. Okay, back to you, Lemoyne. The habit of engaging with God and his creations is easily made if you actively refuse to let your mind slip away. 
The problem is not one of concentration. It is the belief that no one, including yourself, is worth consistent effort. Side with me consistently against this deception and do not permit this shabby belief to pull you back. The disheartened are useless to themselves and to me, but only the ego can be disheartened. Have you really considered how many opportunities you have to gladden yourself and how many of them you have refused? There is no limit to the power of a son of God, but he himself can limit the expression of his power as much as he chooses. Your mind and mine can unite in shining your ego away and releasing the strength of God into everything you think and will and do. Do not settle for anything less than this and refuse to accept anything but this as your goal. Watch your minds carefully for any beliefs that hinder its accomplishment and step away from them. Judge how well you have done this by your own feeling, for this is the one right use of judgment. Judgment, like any other defense, can be used to attack or protect, to hurt or to heal. The ego should be brought to your judgment and found wanting there. Without your own allegiance, protection, and love, it cannot exist. Judge your ego truly, and you must withdraw allegiance, protection, and love. Thank you, Lemoyne. And friends. 54. Your mind and mine can unite in shining your ego away and releasing the strength of God into everything you think and will and do. Do not settle for anything less than this and refuse to accept anything but this as your goal. Watch your minds carefully for any beliefs that hinder its accomplishment and step away from them. Judge how well you have done this by your own feelings. For this is the one right use of judgment. Judgment, like any other defense, can be used to attack or protect, to hurt or to heal. The ego should be brought to your judgment and found wanting there. Without your own allegiance, protection, and love, it cannot exist. Judge your ego truly, and you must withdraw allegiance, protection, and love from it. 65. You are mirrors of truth in which God himself shines in perfect light. To the ego's dark glass you need but say, quote, I will not look there because I know these images are not true, unquote. Then let the Holy One shine on you in peace, knowing that this and only this must be. His mind shone on you and your creation and brought your mind into being. His mind still shines on you and must shine through you. Your ego cannot prevent him from shining on you, but it can prevent you from letting him shine through you. Thank you, Fran. And Judy. 
Here we go. You are mirrors of truth. You are mirrors of truth in which God himself shines in perfect light. To the ego's dark glass, you need but say, I will not look there because I know these images are not true. Then let the Holy One shine on you in peace, knowing that this and only this must be. His mind shone on you in your creation and brought your mind into being. His mind still shines on you and must shine through you. Your ego cannot prevent him from shining on you, but it can prevent you from letting him shine through you. The first coming of Christ is just another name for the creation. For Christ is the Son of God. The second coming of Christ means nothing more than the end of the ego's rule over the part of the minds of men and the healing of the mind. I was created like you in the first, and I have called you to join with me in the second. If you will think over your lives, you will see how carefully the preparations were made. I am in charge of the second coming, and my judgment, which is used only for protection, cannot be wrong because it never attacks. Yours is so distorted that you believe I was mistaken in choosing you. I assure you, this is a mistake of your egos. Do not mistake it for humility. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. And Jessica. 66. The first coming of Christ is just another name for the creation, for Christ is the Son of God. The second coming of Christ means nothing more than the end of the ego's rule over part of the minds of men and the healing of the mind. I was created like you in the first, and I called you to join with me in the second. If you will think over your lives, you will see how carefully the preparations were made. I am in charge of the second coming, and my judgment, which is used only for protection, cannot be wrong because it never attacks. Yours is so distorted that you believe I was mistaken in choosing you. I assure you, this is a mistake of your egos. Do not mistake it for humility. Your egos are trying to convince you that they are real and I am not, because if I am real, I am no more real than you are. That knowledge, and I assure you that it is knowledge, means that Christ must come into your mind and heal them. 
Although I'm not attacking your egos, I am working with your higher mind, whether you're asleep or awake, just as your ego does with your lower mind. I am your vigilance in this because you're too confused to recognize your own hope. I was not mistaken. Your minds will elect to join with mine, and together we are invincible. Thank you, Jessica. And Donna. Uh, might you be on mute, Donna? Sorry. 67. Your egos are trying to convince you that they are real and I am not because if I am real, I am no more real than you are. That knowledge, and I assure you, that it is knowledge, means that Christ must come into your minds and heal them. Although I am not attacking your egos, I am working with your higher mind, whether you are asleep or awake, just as your ego does with your lower mind. I am your vigilance in this, because you, you are too confused to recognize your own hope. I was not mistaken. Your minds will elect to join with mine, and together we are invincible. 68. You will, yet, you will yet come together in my name and your sanity will be restored. I raised the dead by knowing that life is an eternal attribute of everything that the living God created. Why do you believe it is harder for me to inspire the dispirited or to stabilize the unstable? I do not believe that there is an order of difficulty in miracles. You do. I have called, and you will answer. I know that miracles are natural because they are expressions of love. My calling you is as natural as your answer and is inevitable. Thank you, Donna. And Robert Marie. I go back to the last sentence in 67. Your minds will elect to join with mine, and together we are invincible. 68. You will yet come together in my name, and your sanity will be restored. I raise the dead by knowing that life is an eternal attribute of everything that the living God created. Why do you believe it is harder for me to inspire the dispirited or to stabilize the unstable? I do not believe that there is an order of difficulty in miracles. You do. I have called and you will answer. I know that miracles are natural because they are expressions of love. My calling you is as natural as your answer and as inevitable. Thank you, Robin Marie. 
And thank you, everyone who read this morning. Um, I just love sharing parts of this that mean so much to me. In Section 5, The Escape from Fear, in that first paragraph, if you cannot hear the voice of God, it is because you do not choose to listen. The fact that you do listen to the voice of your ego is demonstrated by your attitudes, your feelings, and your behavior. Your minds are filled with schemes to save the face of your egos, and you do not seek the face of God. But where you look to find yourself is up to you. In 57, when your mood tells you you've chosen wrongly, and this is so whenever you are not joyous, then no, this need not be. In every case, you've thought wrongly about some soul God created and are perceiving images your ego makes in a darkened glass. Think honestly what you have thought that God would not have thought and what you have not thought that God would have you think. Search sincerely for what you've done or left undone accordingly and then change your minds to think with God. 58. Your mind is one with God's. Denying this and thinking otherwise has held your ego together but has literally split your mind. As a loving brother, I am deeply concerned with your mind and urge you to follow my example as you look at yourselves and at each other and see in both the glorious creations of a glorious Father. In 59, when you are sad, no, this need not be. No, you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions and then decide otherwise. When you are anxious, know that all anxiety comes from the capriciousness of the ego and need not be. You can be as vigilant against the ego's dictates as for them. When you feel guilty, know that the ego has indeed violated the laws of God, but you have not. As long as you feel guilty, your ego is in command because only the ego can experience guilt. This need not be. 62. Watch your mind, mind for the temptations of the ego and do not be deceived by it. No, it offers you nothing. Your mind can focus and rise above fatigue and heal. Yet you are not sufficiently vigilant against the demands of the ego to disengage yourself. This need not be. 63. The habit of engaging with God and his creations is easily made if you actively refuse to let your mind slip away. Side with me against side with me consistently against the deception that you are not worth consistent effort and do not permit this shabby belief to pull you back. There is no limit to the power of a son of God, but he himself can limit the expression of his power as much as he chooses. In 64, your mind and mind can unite in shining your ego away and releasing the strength of God into everything you think and will and do. Do not settle for anything less than this and refuse to accept anything but this as your goal. 
Watch your minds carefully for any beliefs that hinder its accomplishment and just step away from them. Judge your ego truly and you must withdraw allegiance, protection, and love from it. You are mirrors of truth in which God himself shines in perfect light. To the ego's dark glass you need but say, quote, I will not look there because I know these images are not true. End quote. Then let the Holy One shine on you in peace, knowing that this and only this must be. His mind shone on you in your creation and brought your mind into being. His mind still shines on you and must shine through you. The second coming of Christ means nothing more than the end of the ego's rule or a part of the minds of man and the healing of the mind. I was created like you in the first, and I've called you to join with me in the second. I am in charge of the second coming, and my judgment, which is used only for protection, cannot be wrong because it never attacks. 67. Christ must come into your minds and heal them. Although I am not attacking your egos, I am working with your higher mind, whether you are awake or asleep, just as your ego does with your lower mind. I am your vigilance in this, because you are too confused to recognize your own hope. I was not mistaken. Your minds will elect to join with mine, and together we are invisible. 68, you will yet come together in my name, and your sanity will be restored. I have called, and you will answer. I know that miracles are natural because they are expressions of love. My calling you is as natural as your answer and as inevitable. Amen. And the floor is open for a few minutes before the top of the hour. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for that recap. That was great. Thank you. Yes, say Thank, Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, everyone, for reading. This is one of my favorite sections, too. It holds everything about letting go of the ego in it, anything that would hurt me, make me be afraid or angry or anxious, uh, anything that's negative and how it tells to judge the ego truly. I love that part, too. And um, just uh, the idea of uh, how, missing how many opportunities to gladden myself is something that I love to remember every day that I'm capable of limitless joy and um, release from the bondage of my egoic thinking mind. Amen. I am complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Um, this is Jessica. Just briefly, I. how can you not be transported and transformed by this section? It's just so powerful and beautiful and true and complete. It could be it could be a course in and of itself. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I knew when I was getting on the call today 
this is a really important one. <laughs> I never can keep track of where we are because I follow along with the emails, and they're kind of like, you know, it chopped up the text, so I kind of forget where what's coming next. But boy, I'm so glad I was here today. Thank you all. Poor me too, Jessica. I really feel that. Thank yeah, you. I agree with you, Jessica. Yeah, me too. I thought the same thing. Thank you. This is Donna. Um, and it uh, looks like we're all on the same line, <clears throat> which is a good thing. But I saw this reading as my marching orders. From 56, it tells me, I choose to listen. 57, we are, here are my instructions for life. 58, think on good. 61, do not think on guilt. 62, the guilt need not be. 65, but I can know I am a mirror of truth. 67, I am real. 68, I come in Jesus' name and rejoice. It is so. I am complete. Well, that was just as simple and straightforward as can be. (laughs) Thank you, Donna. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. I love when you do that so beautifully. This is Donna. It's just inspiration. Hi, this is Chris. I just want to say hi. I'm peacefully listening and enjoying the reading. Uh, it's a very wonderful reading, as Jessica shared. I'm curious as to, because I came in a little late, where the reading was, what chapter and what section Um, and also want to share as I heard this reading want to share some insights that came to me I love the concept of the second coming or the coming of light by the removal of the barriers to that light And I appreciate how Jesus presents that we have the capability 
of bringing about the removal of the barriers to that light through awareness and and uh, and choice to see that that is passing in our minds in a loving way and to call upon that light that oh, the first you know it, it, there's a lesson that says I choose the second to gain the first um, the second the initial choice was made in the past and it's coming up within me in a form of seeing it in a illusory fearful way with accompanying feelings of course the feelings are going to tell me this this isn't a peaceful way to look at this but through my awareness and my choice and the support of the universe that loves me nurtures me and serves this undoing is going to happen here and I invoke that power uh, to choose to choose again um, I had an opportunity to do so recently uh, where um, I was staying in a hotel room and I, I travel often in my managerial position um, and I was staying at a hotel room and uh, the first day that I stayed there was was really good it felt really good but overnight I started feeling extreme itch on my lower leg and waking up every two hours and come to find out those were bed bugs bites and of course one of the tendencies one of the habitual tendencies I had was to look at no matter what happens outside of me I'm responsible for how I see this and um, and God supports me and loves me in that so I started befriending myself nurturing saying some loving uh, bringing some loving thoughts to that situation and opening myself up to guidance and I was guided to do several steps and of course I, I knew that was good that was God that was for me and I could see the blessings in this behind the ways of looking that was coming up for me to be undone and I did that and boy has this been quite a blessing for just a night of sleepless sleep and a few bites I I'm 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 just amazed by the gifts that this has given me and but that's that's the gifts that the same mind in Christ was could give to us and allow that to come not just within Christ 
within Jesus, but within everyone. Let that light come. Let that light be brought into that experience and see what happens. I am so complete and happy. Thank you. Oh, that was just beautiful, Chris. And we were reading today in section 5 of chapter 4, Escape from Fear, (laughs) which you just described so well. Thank you. That was great. Thank you. And you gave us a segue, speaking of light. And today's lesson, God is the light in which I see. And we'll turn it over to you, Fran, this morning to give us our top of the hour lesson reflection. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the first part of the workbook. And today's lesson, lesson 44, God is the light in which I see. So I shall read some from the lesson. Today, we are continuing with the idea for yesterday, adding another dimension to it. You cannot see in darkness, and you cannot make light. You can make darkness and then think you see in it, but light reflects life and is therefore an aspect of creation. In order to see, you must recognize that light is within, not without. Today, we are going to attempt to reach that light. Have at least three practice periods today, each lasting three to five minutes. A longer time is highly recommended, but only if you find the time merely slipping by with little or no sense of strain. Your mind is no longer wholly untrained. You are quite ready to learn the form of exercise we will use today. But you may find that you you will encounter strong resistance. Properly speaking, this is the release from hell. Perceived through the ego's eyes, it is the loss of identity and a descent into hell. If you can stand aside from the ego by ever so little, you will have no difficulty in recognizing that its opposition and fears are meaningless. To reach light is to escape from darkness. God is the light in which you see. You are attempting to reach him. Begin the practice period by repeating today's idea with your eyes open and close them slowly repeating the idea several times more. Then try to sink into your mind. If you are doing the exercises correctly, you should experience some sense of relaxation and even a feeling that you are approaching, if not actually entering, into life. Throughout the day, repeat the idea often with eyes open or closed as seems better to you at the time. Do not forget. Above all, be determined not to forget today. We'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 44, God is the light in which I see.
In order to see, you must recognize that the light is within, not without. Lesson 44. God is the light in which I see. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Fran. Thanks, Fran. Thank you, Fran. That was really nice. Thank you, Fran. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Fran. Good morning, this is Sandra, and God is the light in which I see, because God is in me. So, so that's where the light is, um, and it's always there, no matter what is going on outside, no matter what the body's eyes see, the light is always there for me to access. It's just my choice whether I'm going to access it a lot and believe whether I'm going to access it or not. And believe me, that ego is strong, like which I know you all know, (laughs) very strong and does not want to let, let go. But I'm going to be diligent and vigilant with my thoughts. And this, the less, this lesson also reminded me of the first 10 lessons in the course of miracles of, Nothing I see means every anything. Nothing I think means anything. And and if there is meaning, it's because I give it all the meaning it has. Well, which I is giving it the meaning? A lot of times my ego is giving it meaning. And that's why I get angry and upset and resentful and all, all those feelings and, and sad. And, you know, it's just... And so it's beautiful to feel those feelings because I know that when I'm feeling them, I've let the ego be in charge again instead of God within me, which is my light. And it's it's within me. It's not going to come from outside of me. And I've had to deal with the disappointment of just wanting something outside of me to comfort me and to help me through this. And... Really, the goal for me is to just keep knowing that I am whole and complete. I don't need anything outside of me to comfort me. I'm here to be the comforter, not only to myself, but to those who may need it. And I, I have to practice that part as well. I'm not always the best comforter because... Uh, to others because I have a different opinion than they do (laughs) and they don't find my opinion uh, comforting and today I was having a conversation with my brother uh, about sex and I said sex was the most sacred act there is and he said no it's all animalistic you know it's just it's you know it's just for the survival of the fittest and so my expressing my thoughts about it 
weren't comforting to him. But I know that I need to be genuine to who I truly am and express myself to people and have no concern for results. It's not to teach them. It's just for me to share. And um, if they want it, good. If they don't want it, good. But it's okay for me to share the truth of who I am with anybody. But the, the light comes, my comfort comes from within. And anybody out there is not necessarily going to agree with me, nor are they going to comfort me. But I can always go within and keep that light shining. I was thinking of this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. And I, that can be my theme song today. I'm complete. Love it. Thank you, Sandra. That was really good, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. This is Donna. I'm glad I'm hanging around people that do that, let their little light shine. I was thinking about what, how, um, how I took the notes today that just flowed when I do this all the time, but it's more complicated. And it's so interesting uh, that I'm also re- uh, attending another reading on, on uh, Dr. Hora's works. And I opened up their book on meditation this morning, and I read this line. It's the story about a little boy was weeding his strawberry patch. And the observers were so amazing. They said to him, well, how do you know, how do you know uh, what are, what, what the, uh, the different kinds of weeds? And a little boy said, oh, Mr., I don't know that. I only know the strawberries. So I actually think that that's what I did this morning, look for the strawberries in our reading. And uh, it's just so cool. I'm complete. That was really sweet, Donna. Thank you. Hi, Good this morning. is Robin Marie. Oh, I'll go after you, Robin Marie. Hi. You go ahead. <laughs> you want me to go ahead? Uh, yeah, please. Hi. Okay. Um, this was an interesting reading for me because I realized uh, as I was reading it that I am very influenced by especially male, but also women in authority and their egos. And even though I maybe, I feel strongly that I am doing what God wants me to do and that I'm with God, I really have to protect myself against other people's judgment, um, you know, because 
it's really harmful to me, and I do get depressed, and I do get sad when, uh, especially men, um, you know, I place them in in a position that is not correct, um, and and I place people in authority when God is my authority. So I'm really seeing this um, very clearly now. I think maybe because I was the younger sister and my dad was a Supreme Court judge and there was a lot around male authority in my family and and not uh, given the um, respect or understanding that, you know, women are the same in quality that we were created by God as well. So... It, it, but it's really interesting how that has affected um, my ability to move forward. And I'm really enjoying this section right here because it's it's really pointing out to me that, you know, I am strong and powerful in God and that I need to stop um, allowing another person's viewpoint to... Uh, pour water on my light. So yes, my little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. Thank you. Thanks, oh, that Robin. was beautiful, Robin Marie. You know, your, um, your share reminds me of something, <clears throat> Robin Marie, uh, that I was thinking of. I'll bring it into the closing, but I'll give it to you right now because I know you leave early. The quote is from Chapter 5. Appeal everything you believe gladly to God's own higher court because it speaks for him and therefore speaks truly. It will dismiss the case against you, however carefully you've built it. The case may be foolproof, but it is not God-proof. The voice for God will not hear it at all, because he can only witness truly. His verdict mm-hmm. will always be, quote, thine is the kingdom, because he was given you to remind mm-hmm. you of what you are. Isn't that beautiful? So I really love your share. Thank you very much. Amen. That is beautiful. Where, where did you say that one was? Uh, that's in Chapter 5, um, Paragraph 80. Okay, thank you. Super. This is Doc. Hallelujah and wow. I am complete. Chapter 5, Paragraph 80. Thank you, Lori. Um, thank you, Robin Marie, too, welcome. because, yeah, beautiful. And Robin Marie, you actually brought up something I wanted to share about the workbook lesson yesterday as well. I'm just going to start, though, with the effects of today's workbook lesson for me. Oh, I woke up kind of angry, upset with myself for not handling things right, upset with myself for not being self-loving and self-forgiving, which put up a barrier between me and someone else who could have reestablished our relationship. I think she was ready, but I wasn't. And um, I was trying to do all these things and upset that this person didn't do that and getting on calls for business and what have you and just wasn't working you know <laughs> and 
And so I got off the call after I said to the young lady who I couldn't understand and kept asking the wrong questions, could I please talk to your supervisor? And so I know you're doing your best, but I, I don't really have a lot of time here. I, I really need to talk to someone who can get me through this quickly. And she ended up disconnecting me and putting me to a survey. I guess she didn't want her supervisor to know that she just wasn't getting it. And it was just in time to be on the lesson. And that's why I wanted it to go quickly so I could be, you know, with y'all. So I'm glad that she did that because, Fran, you just started with the lesson. Like you were two words into it. Uh, and when I got on, I said, thank you, God. And all it took was just a moment of connecting in with the light. And all of the yuck, 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 and the yada, 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 yada going on in my mind, and these negative feelings and feeling of anger that I'm projecting out onto other people, blah, blah, blah. In that moment of just being willing to just get a moment of feeling the light, I felt the peace, I felt connection, and all of that stuff, I guess I'll call it thought forms, just went bye-bye. <sighs> And all of a sudden, I'm present, and I know I can just let go of all that for now, and I know that it's not my day to, to, to work with that. I'm just not in the frame of mind to, to handle details. So that was my experience of our work, workbook lesson today. And the other day, you said about you know being influenced by other people, and I'm not being very clear here. I'm a little tired and a little crabby, but hey, that can be healed too. Um, you said something about being influenced by other people. And what I got yesterday was uh, my mind is, um, you know, God is my source. I cannot see apart from him. And I realized that when I'm off kilter and I'm not being genuine or I'm, I'm coming from lack or separation, I realized that I've allowed the thinking of my family and what they think of me to influence me, that I'm actually going around evaluating myself the way they would be. <clears throat> Very disempowering. And then I had this anger about it. But then I finally got, gosh, I'm the one who's choosing to adopt thoughts and maybe I'm picking them up psychically, but who's the one who's connecting psychically and using their judgments to try and whip myself into shape? <laughs> I'm just like, it's me. It's all me. It's not coming from anybody else. So um, this is just amazing. And, and when, I, when I allow the light to see for me, when I allow my source to be the only reference point, and I empty my mind, and just that light within an instant, it just, it puts, it gets rid of everything that isn't true, and puts me in a, a frame of, oh, everything's okay, nothing I need to do, just be with God. So, thank you. <laughs> it's just amazing, <laughs> the spaces I'm going through, I'm complete. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Love that process, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you, Mindy. Hi, this is Chris again. I know I shared earlier. Sometimes my insight comes in small spurts. So please forgive me if I might be holding someone else from sharing. 
Um, I love what Mindy was saying about her process, and she's um, aware about how these um, processes uh, serve her. Um, when, when that situation happened to me, one of the things that came up for me to be undone was a, a time way back when, when I had in, in my childhood hair lice. And at that time, I felt very uh, not significant to others as a child. I felt dirty. Uh, I felt not supported because if anything, kids were laughing. And all these different things that, you know, beliefs that I wasn't safe because of look at how I'm being treated and the world isn't safe for me. I could go on and on with the beliefs that came up for me to be undone uh, during that time. And now I believe that the world is safe. God is safe and his peace is with me and, and I am safe. Now I believe I could handle any emotions within myself and welcome them as an opportunity for healing. Now I have an internal guide that tells me what to do in these situations very lovingly. Now I feel significant and I'm a significant child of the most holiest God. And those are the empowering beliefs I hold about myself and of my brothers and sisters as friends of mine that really serve who I, who I truly am and who I was created to be, the light that I am and that I see with. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that healing? I'm complete. Amen, brother. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. I would, I would like to um, um, just, just revel in the joy that's being shared and um, talk about the, um, the lesson a little bit in, in the first paragraph, how it um, refers to the dimensions of the understanding that God is the light in which I see. God is the understanding in which I see. God is the strength in which I see. Um, that vision is his gift. God is my source. I can't see apart from him. I cannot see alone. And um, the deception, um, that perception is deception. Perception of form. That form is always deceiving. And that we, we think we're an image of a body and we see through perception through the body and we deceive ourselves about who and what it is we think we are and then we look at other people people as being other people instead of being one with us as separate bodies with separate brains that think separate private thoughts and that's all the deception of perception and the the um the first paragraph it says 
you cannot see in darkness and you cannot make the light. You can make darkness, which is what we do when we see through the body's eyes, and then think we see in it, but light reflects life, and it's therefore an aspect of creation. Now, they can't coexist, and, you know, we've read enough of the text to know that the ego and and our, our Christ consciousness cannot coexist. They're in mutual opposition. But um, to go back to the to the text, well, let's just let me just finish about letting go of the thoughts of the world and um, how um, it being the release from hell that seeing my brother as a body or myself as a body that's the source of sin because it's only in in um, perceiving you know acts. Um, that we do, how we can be hurt, hurt by sick, sickness or hurting each other physically through violence. All these perceptions are deceiving and make us believe that we're something that we're not, that we're, we're, we're spirit ideas and that ideas are in the mind of God and purely spirit and spirit, purely mind is what we are. And... Um, Salvation is our happiest accomplishment. It's in the lesson today. And that really means a lot to me. It's the only, only, only one that has any meaning and any, the only one that has any use to me at all, that salvation is of my mind, that my mind can think that I'm a body, but it's a misperception, and that I think I can be hurt is a misperception. And it talks about this in this in the escape from here. Um, things that I get I'm afraid of, things that I get angry at, things that I'm sad about, people getting sick and suffering and dying, um, of things that I'm afraid of, that I can be hurt or that I can be killed or someone I love can be hurt or be killed. Um, all these just Dispiriting, voluntary dispiriting of my own mind is what I need to be saved from. That's what salvation means, to be saved from and released from these false perceptions. And it speaks of it um, in that the soul united with God thinks like God does, and it's, it's, it rests in peace and it rests in prote- its own protection of being perfect, and unalterable and changeless. It's a changeless state. It doesn't have moods that vary and are unstable and change from situation to circumstance. It's a constant, immortal state. And that's what my mind is restored to, this constant state of peace, this constant state of joy, this constant state of happiness that's not contingent on what my body perceives in the world because I know my mind is from the light of God, the mind of God, and I can see it as being unreal. I look, I don't look through the glass darkly. I need but say I will not look there because I know these images are not true. So the light in his mind shines on mine in peace and that this and only this must be 
and he, he shined it on me in my creation, and I can know myself as the truth of who I am. And nothing can um, make me afraid. This is my escape from fear, from anxiety. And um, I'm not, I have dominion, dominion over everything that I see in the world, that, I, that nothing in the world can affect me. It can't change my mood. It can't alter me um, or dishearten me, dispirit me. Um, and there's no limit to the power of the Son of God. And only I can limit the expression of that power. Nothing outside of me has power over me to change me because God created me so. And um, that I can't do it alone. I cannot see apart from my source because I'm in the dark. I have to know that Christ is with me and I'm looking through the eyes of Christ and that is the light of God that I know I'm seeing with. That I'm in paragraph 64 where he says, your mind and mine can unite in shining my ego away and releasing the strength of God into everything I think, everything I will and I will to do. And don't settle for anything less than this. This is the unshakable being that my soul knows is, it, is true in its immortality. The unshakable. Where is that line? I think it was in yesterday's reading. Uh, the soul offers me the knowledge of permanence and unshakable being. And no one who has experienced the revelation of this can ever fully believe in the ego again. How can its meager offering to you uh, for a temporary... Um, existence prevail against the glorious gift of God. This is just the cat's pajamas. <laughs> the habit of engaging with God and his, and his creations is made, Ex, uh, except I have to be vigilant. I can't um, let my mind slip into old, old habitual residues of I am this body, and oh, woe is me, and lament my littleness, and my weakness, and my powerlessness, and how everybody's hurting me and attacking me, and oh, I'm going to get sick and die business. Kick it to the curb, Jude. Okay, I will if you will. Thank you for joining me together in this beautiful reading today. I love you all. Joy to you. I am complete. No, that was very Thank enjoyable. You. Thank yes. you, Judy. Thanks for being in this together with me. I like it. Good morning, it's Karen. Um, I shared about this in the first call, but uh, so I got really sick this weekend. First time in many, many, I mean, billions of years, like over 30 years. I've never been this sick. And uh, I guess it's called norovirus. And my daughter got sick, and she asked me to come and take care of the baby, and I went and took care of the baby. And I had no concept of what she was going through and how severe it was. And when I got back home, and I live an hour and a half away, I got back home. No sooner did I get back home on Saturday afternoon, early evening, than it hit me. And it was so miraculous because on so many levels it was a gift. You know, there was a, there was a, 
kind of an awareness that somehow I could rise out of this and, and avoid the experience in the body. But I kept saying, you know, God is my strength and I know um, I'm not a body. So while all of these symptoms, these horrible, incredible symptoms that came up like a wave every hour were going on, um, and I and I was alone, and I had no one to call to go get me some uh, emodium or some something for the nausea. I mean, I just um, I just trusted, you know. Okay, the body is going through this. The body is going through what it's going through, but I'm safe. God goes with me wherever I go. And I just kept saying that during the peak moments of extreme symptoms. And in retrospect, I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful for experiencing what my daughter went through because I had no idea how bad it was. And I'm so infinitely grateful that the baby didn't get sick. And it's truly an, it's a, a good example of the fact that um, every experience proceeds correctly is an opportunity for healing. And it's a healing of the mind to just be able to burn in an experience and yet know it is really not real. It's really not touching you. And... I had that simultaneous awareness. There was no point at which I felt like I was alone. I just kept chanting the the lessons, the voice of, of truth, you know. I rest in God. I rest in God. And uh, I wasn't struggling to change it by, I mean, I did try to dissociate a little, and I did try to see if I could lift myself out of my body for that. But, you know, there wasn't enough strength in me to do that. But um, even while it was going on, I was with God. I was not alone. God goes with me wherever I go. And I just kept thinking, I love you, God. I love you, God. I'm one with you. And um, thank you for not letting the baby get sick. Oh, my God. I don't think two of us together could have handled what we were going through if she had had it. Somehow she didn't get sick. And... uh, Thank you for letting me share that. It's been, it was like a, one of the biggest experiences I've had in the physical in years. <laughs> and it only lasted 24 hours, so it was like just getting punched, and then, you know, it's clearing out now. But um, anyway, thank you for letting me share. I'm complete. What an excellent example of the power of mind, Karen. I'm grateful to have heard that. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. I've, I'm so glad I decided my body cannot tell me that I'm not happy, joyous, and free, no matter how sick I am. My body is. <laughs> Thank you. There's so many on this call, I know, I feel like you guys are all used to it. I'm sorry, you know, big baby that I am, but it was a big deal to me. Um, I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share. 
don't underestimate, my dear. <clears throat> and it is a big deal. It is a really big deal. <clears throat> And I was so, so grateful to show up for my daughter. What an opportunity to show up. I was yeah. really grateful. Was, that was one of the best parts, you know? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is the best part. Pretty soon we'll be in Chapter 5, where he um, <clears throat> starts out with the healer's prayer. Let me see this brother as I see myself. Let me know this, brother, as I know myself. And then he rolls right into healing definition. Healing is when two minds recognize their oneness and are glad. You know, there's there's no separation. And um, no separation. And that's um, what I heard your, your testimony as this morning. I'm really grateful to have heard it. <clears throat> There's always something, you know. There's always something um, that I can can realize my mind error and bring it to Holy Spirit and have it transmuted for me. Uh, regardless, <laughs> regardless of the strength of the stimulus. There's nothing I can't bring to Holy Spirit and watch it be transmuted for me. Um, this is Lori, and uh, I love that share. My um, my personal experience is a little bit like that. Not as uh, dramatic as norovirus. I mean, there's nothing like that for, for a good example of purging. <clears throat> but... but, but um, <clears throat> this issue I've had with my back is, has just about seemed to have had me over a barrel. Um, but it's only uh, here since Saturday I realized um, this experience is what I expect it to be. And all I need to do is change my expectations to observe that effect. <clears throat> Pardon me, I have a little frog in my throat. throat this. What I wanted to say about this lesson, I'll just start there, is I, I love his instruction for the sit. I call it the sit. The instruction for the sit is keep in mind the sense of importance this has to me. It's inestimable value to me. And that I am tempting something very holy. That's all I need bring, a sense of importance, the inestimable value to me of finding this light, and that I'm making an attempt that's very holy. That's my part. And that's all. <laughs> and that's all. And what a splendid instruction for life. These um, these effects of whenever you're not joyful, whenever you're sad, whenever you feel guilty, whenever you feel anxious, whenever you're disheartened, these are all effects. And to every one of them, he says, no. 
know that this need not be. This not, need not be. If I'm not joyous, uh, I can change my mind. If I'm sad or feeling deprived, I can change my mind. If I feel guilty, I can realize that's not me. Leave it to the atonement. If I'm anxious, need not be. My ego's like, <laughs> what does he say? Uh, a bird in a field of, of delight going hither, thither, and yon, not knowing exactly what it wants. If I feel anxious, know that this need not be. If I'm disheartened, I've let my mind slip away. This need not be. What he's done is illustrate for me a perfect example of cause and effect in the world of separation. In the world of separation, of course I'll have these experiences. They are effects of my mind's errors. Every case is an error of mind. And so what is correction? What is correction except to change my mind? I can bring any effect I'm experiencing, it doesn't matter what it is, to the Holy Spirit and ask for truth to see this truly, to have this transmuted into an experience that will bless me and heal my mind. <clears throat> he says, the whole, the whole problem of separation is your mind has reversed cause and effect. My mind reversed cause and effect. And here I am experiencing the effects of my mind's errors. In every case, no, this need not be. So my part, my part is to know that Christ's mind is my vigilance in this. Remember, accepting atonement for myself, accepting Christ's atonement, means all of these cause-effect errors have already been reversed. My mind can resurrect. My mind can rise above these errors and accept true cause. God is my source. I cannot see apart from him. Accept true cause. And the effect of my errors are automatically corrected. My error was I reverse cause and effect. He says, you who belong to first cause are more than merely just guiltless. That's the only state I must attain with God beside me. With God beside me. Thereafter, I will know that I am one with you. Can I accept that my errors have reversed cause and effect? Can I accept atonement for myself, realizing I am one with source? He says, my burden, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. We are light. Light is cause. Light is one with source. He says, you can hear two voices and you can see in two ways. And every time I ask for correction, I will not be abandoned to my error. Never, ever, ever. Mind is cause. And it is possible to release the strength of God into everything I think and will and do. My mind has a natural course. Don't you just love the way he ends this? I have called and you will answer. 
love is my natural state when I when I give up this reversal of cause and effect when I give up my reversal of cause and effect I will discover my natural state is love that I am yoked to light and I will just naturally share that light with everything I see that is Christ's vision I'll see as I have been seen by first cause so appeal everything <laughs> appeal everything to higher court and let Holy Spirit remind me of the truth and thereby reverse cause and effect because is my mind error and the effect will disappear with the disappearance of my mind error and I will slip into my natural state knowing only joy <laughs> and inspiration I would add to that let's see what else did I want to say you are mirrors of truth paragraph 65 isn't that a beautiful description of God is the light in which I see you are mirrors of truth in which God shines in perfect light say to the ego I will not look there because that's the reversal of cause and effect if I look there I can't polish the mirror of my mind his mind shines on you and must shine through you a remarkable thing about vision um, is to realize that everyone in the universe every single one of us wants to be known exactly as we are known by God that's the desire of every heart that state of innocence and purity and um, when I can see with God's eyes I'm doing God's work in this world and there is no joy like it and to realize that everything created is part of me he says you don't you do not see outside yourself everything created is already part of me and to know that is to fulfill the desire of my heart and um, and there's just um, nothing like realizing vision is my greatest need says so you can picture only thoughts you hold about yourself so I must let God's light shine on me and when it does I will picture I will out picture just out picture that innocence that awareness that the light of God shines everywhere on everything and in everything as one I'll wake from this dream I'll wake from this dream where I've reversed cause and effect and be restored to my own truth which is the truth of everything I'm complete thank you everyone I love love hearing how um, this is experienced it's what a joy it is I'm complete thank you everyone thank you thanks Lori
morning, this is Sandra. Did anybody read paragraph 63? <laughs> read it, Sandra. It's my favorite in the it's, whole I, section. I mean, it, it, it says, says it all. <laughs> um, yes, it the does. Habit, the habit of engaging with God and his creations is easily made if you active it is easily made if you actively refuse to let your mind slip away the problem is not one of con- concentration it is the belief that no one including yourself is worth constant effort and i have to say that i i i take constant effort i need constant effort because I have to be I have to be so aware of what the hell I'm doing. You know, I it can't be unconscious anymore. It can't just be that that habitual um um it just can't be habitual anymore. I have to be very it's just like an an addict. Um the let's see. Side with me consistently against this deception and do not permit the shabby belief to pull you back this shabby belief to pull you back. The disheartened are useless, useless to themselves and to me. But only, and I get disheartened. But only the ego can be disheartened. (laughs) It's my ego. But only the ego can be disheartened. Have you really considered how many opportunities you have to gladden yourself and how many of them you have refused? There is no limit to the power of the Son of God, but he himself can limit the expression of his power as much as he chooses. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure about you guys, but I know that you're in this for the long haul. And we're all purifying, and we're doing it together. And it's, it's, I'm so grateful that we can do it together, that I don't have to do this alone. But I, am, but I'm, I think that I'm just going to be a little bit more selective about... Um, well, I can't even do that either. If I'm guided to go someplace where I'm in the thick of the fire, fire of purification, then I need to go there, and I need to experience whatever the experience is, and then I need to go right back to my center, which is God, and and just keep noticing that the ego is still very present, um, not to beat it up, not to beat myself up, but just keep that vigilance, noticing, noticing, give myself that constant effort, that consistent effort, I just thought that was so amazing that I that you know he includes myself that that I think about myself it's not it's not worth this consistent effort and I am worth that and I will just keep on trucking and keep on plugging and keep on purifying until the job is done I'm complete Beautiful Thank you thank you Sandra in it for the long haul. I love it. Thank you, Sandra. Yahoo.
Well, if there are no shares, um, I guess we can wrap up this call this morning. Um, I referred earlier to to Chapter 5, and I thought this was just a perfect close. He says, the mind does indeed know its power, because the mind does indeed know God. Remember the kingdom always, and remember that you who are part of the kingdom cannot be lost. The mind that was in me is in you, for God creates with perfect fairness. Let the Holy Spirit remind you always of his fairness, and let me teach you how to share it with your brothers. When I said I am come as a light into the world, I surely came to share the light with you. Remember the symbolic reference we made before the ego's dark glass, and remember also that we said, do not look there. It is still true that where you look to find yourself is up to you. The higher court will not condemn you. It will merely dismiss the case against you. There can be no case against a child of God. Peel everything you believe gladly to God's own higher court. That's to ask for correction of my mind's errors. Because it speaks for him and therefore speaks truly. It will dismiss the case against you. However carefully you have built it, the case must be foolproof. But it is not God-proof. Voice for God will not hear it at all because he can only witness truly. His verdict will always be thine is the kingdom because he was given you to remind you of what you are. Oh, amen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. We go home together. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, everyone. Amen. Thanks, everybody.